The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural Dropback NFL show on Ripple. Thanks to Britballing for, I know, giving us their Thursday slot. But if you haven't been a listener to drop out before, let's introduce ourselves, because otherwise it might get a little bit weird. I'm Sam Lewis. I'm joined by Matt Burns-Peak. How are we doing, Sammy boy? Joe Costanzo. How are we doing, mate? And Stan Wilson. Hello. How are you boys doing? Very good, mate. Good. I'm pumped. I'm actually so pumped for this Very <laughs> We had a few... Um, Slight technical issues getting started, which is why we're a little bit late. I blame Joe. So let's get straight into our live mock draft. Just a heads up, this is what we would do if, I don't know, if somehow we became the GMs of these teams. That would be be a bad move. We're about to see how much of a bad move that would be. Ridiculous. All right, let's go. So let's kick it off with the number one pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt Burns Peak. What have you got, Matt? Well, I mean, this is... A bit pointless, really. I think everyone's known what this pick's going to be for the last two years. And it's made a lot easier by the fact that all the pass rushers in this year's draft, none of them are like that next-level Chase Young-type talent where it might even make it a conversation. Like, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's Trevor Lawrence straight to the Jags. New, potentially future Hall of Famer. There we go. Lock it in. How he, how he gets on, but... Uh, you're not the um, Stan Wilson, Christian school of thought, where Zach Wilson's the number one quarterback in the draft. No, I've got a ton of sense. So uh, hey, yes. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is the Trevor Lawrence is the safest pick here for sure. Like I don't deny that. If you want your guy who's going to come in and potentially save your franchise, then I'd go yeah, Trevor Lawrence, completely safe pick, and yeah, just a just a solid pick all round. I'd say. I feel bad for Minshew. Minshew, yeah, we had a lot of fun. With he him. had a great moustache, but I don't know he if that did. really translates to great, great story as well. Sixth, sixth round guy comes in, yeah. wins the starting job, and all of a sudden he gets booted out for the number one overall pick. So you can't help but feel a bit sorry for the Minshew man. It's tough business. Mm, I mean, he's he tough. got by, he'll get enough endorsement deals on his moustache and mullet. I don't know what more he really needs. Didn't even need yeah. to be able to play football, really. He just got by on that. He basically did. So let's move yeah. on to the second pick, which may be almost the first pick in the draft. Stan Wilson with the New York Jets. Who are you taking? I'm taking my guy, Mr. Zach Wilson from BYU. Oh, come on, Matt. You can't you can't disagree with that pick. Um, Who's honestly me, surprised by this? Exactly. Like these these top two picks, like realistically, they're pretty much set in stone. Zach Wilson is just a phenomenal talent. He's got by far the best arm in this class. Yeah, sure, Trevor Lawrence might be more polished all around, but when it comes to ceiling and upside, look no further than Zach Wilson. He can make throws Trevor Lawrence can't. Like so outside think- the pocket. Off script, he's better. So you Whoa. think five years down the line, these guys go head to head. You think Zach Wilson's would be the number one pick looking back? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, Daniel, I don't know. I don't know if I see it to be honest. Because it's fine. I mean, it's fine if you don't see it. Like I, I'm not expecting it to be a popular opinion because obviously Trevor Lawrence has been touted as the number one pick, well, pretty much ever since he came out of high school. So it's never going to be like everyone's going to be like in in agreement because. He's just a very, very safe pick. But Zach Wilson, for me, has the upside and the likelihood to reach the upside, which would warrant him going number one, potentially. Fair enough. Hey, Chris, thanks for tuning in. means a lot. So, I mean, the pick next with the San Francisco 49ers, I think this is probably going to be the first part where we see a deviation from the 
Actually, this is the NFL first interesting one, I think, really. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is a interesting <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, all the rumours are saying that it's going to be McCorkle Jones out of Alabama. Or maybe there's been a little late search <laughs> for Trey Lance. But I've got to go with my the quarterback that I think is the second best in the draft, a close 1B to Trevor Lawrence. It's Justin Fields. I think oh, he's like the it. best guy. I would have taken him at number two if I had that, but I think Stan probably would have blown a casket at that yeah. point. Yeah, I would have. You're, you're completely correct there. What a, what a, what a pick there, too. Justin Fields is fun to watch. He yeah. is. And I think people really, like we've said it a bunch of times on the pod leading up to this, but when we look at a guy for several years, um, we just have a tendency to overthink the little things and, and overanalyze a little bit. And I think that's happened in a, in a large way of Justin Fields where you see like Chris Sims putting him at going 32 or something ridiculous he's, yeah, that was... he's by all means like probably the second best or third best quarterback in this draft so yeah I'm, I'm not surprised by that the safe pick let's say the safe pick Boring best I mean it's, it's, safe. It's, the safe, it's the safe pick not Mac Jones he's basically this guy that's been touted as pro ready We'll get the ball where you want to go. Maybe won't go above and beyond. Mm. I just feel like Mac Jones. He, I see what you mean. He's a very like high floor guy, but it, yeah. I just feel like he doesn't warrant it. You know, what I mean, he doesn't warrant the number three overall pick. I think you know, we've become acclimatized like, in recent years to these QBs who are mobile, can make ridiculous, ridiculous throws outside the pocket. So your Trevor Lawrence's, Zach Wilson's, Justin Fields in terms of their mobility. But as soon as someone comes along who doesn't have those intangibles. Like people are bound to raise an eye, but when it comes to being a true pocket passer QB, Mac Jones ticks all the boxes there. And although you may see him as a finished product, his his mental game's going to improve. Like he's already one of the best processes in this class as well. So yeah, he's a, I, mean, I think he's a very very safe pick, and he's ready to like he's ready to fit into a drop back pass offense. Yeah, Daniel, that's a fair comment. I was close to going with Trey Lance, but at the end of the day, I think. I've just got Justin Fields ranked a little bit higher than him because mm. that little bit more experience yeah. does play a role, especially when you're giving up that much to go get him. Yeah, that's fair. To be honest, that's fair. So you who we having? Who we having to the Falcons then? Ooh, this oh, is another interesting one. You know, I don't like this. Why don't you like it? Because I, I feel What's like you're going to do something weird, mate. I always do something weird. I feel like you'll do something weird. That's just Joe summed up, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, so fourth pick, Atlanta. Really, you've got to think, are we going best player available here or are we going to fill your need? And I think when you have the liberty of picking at number four if you're Atlanta, you've got to go best player available and the best weapon available. We've seen what they were able to do even when they had Austin Hooper in that productive season. So I think I'm going to go for the consensus pick that everyone seems to have, another boring one. To be honest, if I was Atlanta here, I would look to trade back because yeah. they're more than one player away from really being solving I mean, all their issues. We were trying issues. to sell trading back to us all day, but we Which didn't. Yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to trade, just let me know. We repeatedly I'll... told you there are no trades in this mock draft. That's not how it works. But he I'm going to go Carl Pitts. For an Carl, go. Carl Pitts is, um, is an amazing offensive weapon, whether he's playing yeah, as more of a, a wide receiver or as a vertical threat tight end. I think he's a just complete mismatch. He is, but with a guy like Carl Pitts, he can do so much. Yeah, there there may be some concerns in the run game, but it's he's not like he's not willing to do it. We've, we've mentioned this True. a few times. Um, so I think I'm just going to go Carl Pitts here and be safe. Yeah, I like honest. that, Joe. Nothing too funny. Fair enough. Fair just enough, getting it done. Honest. 
Yes, Terrell. The Falcons do. <laughs> pick, pick. Yeah, love it. We're back at the top again now. We are back at the top. It's me and we're going Cincinnati Bengals and... Do the right thing, Matt. Do the right uh, thing. This is, this is the thing, right? Because there's been so much chat about the Cincinnati Bengals really want Jamar Chase because Joe Burrows is rooted for him and he's such a, a, an awesome wide receiver weapon. You know, instant replacement for AJ Green is obviously twilight end of his career and everything and, and T Higgins was okay last season without being exceptional so instant great weapon right but after what happened to Joe Burrows last season you just have to get an O-lineman like, yes. I don't think it's I don't even think it should be a question you have I'm, I'm with two, you guys yeah thank you Stan you've got two I'm exceptional so O-lineman at this spot you take Penne Sewell yeah Sewell over Slater you take Sewell over Slater you do. why is that I, I just think no, I think Slater will be a very, very good, um, be a very, very good tackle in the NFL, and I like him a lot. I think Sewell promises. First of all, I think he has still got a, a high floor, like uh, like Slater, but I think he does offer that potential to be even more elite. Um, and I think, as as Stan said as well, you can shift him to guard, and I think potentially even play. He's even a better fit at guard. Um, yeah. As well, so I, I personally, it comes down to first preference, right? I prefer Salter Slayer. They've got more issues at tackle than guard at the moment, though. How much of that has to do with leaving the best weapon left on the board available for your Miami Dolphins when Stan takes them next? Oh, no, nah, nothing at all, mate. I mean, I know Stan. I know Stan. He's probably going to take Slayer just to spite me at this point. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, a t- it's a really tough call here because the Dolphins, they yeah, it's a very even split here because Chase, you've got a great weapon. Slate, you got a great O-lineman who can shift inside and play guard, like pick up the spot that Eric Flowers has just left. So I'm still torn. Are you, are you, um, so you're happy with Penesial going to the Bengals there? I'm ecstatic with Penesial going to the Bengals. You're ecstatic. He's more than happy, mate. He's more than happy. Yeah, I was just, yeah, just on the topic of Chris Sims, I was listening to Chris Sims' podcast the other day and he was talking about taking Jamar Chase at that pick for the Bengals. He was saying, oh, a great O-lineman can't change a game in the same way that wide receiver can. I'd but, argue he can because uh, if your quarterback doesn't have any legs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Joe <laughs> yeah, Burrow didn't have any legs to throw on d- towards the end of the season. So you've got to protect I mean, him before those wide receivers can actually make those game breaking plays. It's the it's the Andrew Luck effect, isn't it, really? Like yeah, it, if, you, really if you neglect a quarterback's offensive line for long enough, then you're just gonna ruin their career. And yeah, you're just gonna retire and ditch you. And yeah. They need to do yeah. something about it. They didn't address it at all like we thought they should in, in free agency as much as they should have. They should have invested heavily in frames if they wanted to spend a pick on something. Some, yeah, weird. if you want to, if you want to buy in on Jamar Chase, then you should have gone in on free agency offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, you're trying to send Joe Burrow to the Super Bowl, not the morgue. So you need to, <laughs> you need to take Penesol in. To be honest, that was okay. a great analogy, as always, Matt. So this takes us to number six, Miami Dolphins, and Stan Wilson. Please, Bills would have to go up a long way to get up to number six. Would be interesting. Going up from I, thirty, if we, I would also be surprised to see an AFC East rival make that trade. They would probably have to go to five yeah. or seven. I yeah. mean, even if it's a great deal, I wouldn't do it out of spite. But that yeah. does sum you up quite yeah. nicely, though. I'm not right, to I'm let's just moving on to this Dolphins pick here. I'm still incredibly split because I'm looking at their depth chart here. Their left guard spot is completely empty now because Eric Flowers has just been shipped off nice. to Washington. Which means their current left guard is going to be Michael Deiter. And Austin, Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson's well, left tackle, tackle, Matt. I guess, but... He's playing tackle, yeah, exactly. So You do have two picks in the first, though. You do have two picks in the first, and this is a very loaded offensive line class. So that being said, with the number six overall pick in the NFL draft, 
the Miami Dolphins will be selecting Jamar Chase. Yes. Oh, nice. oh, honestly, there I've been go. so stressed about He was so angry. <laughs> I like how I'm more stressed just... about how this fake mock draft is going to go. <laughs> yes. than the real thing. Because I trust Chris Green more than I trust you, Stan, unfortunately. I do trust you a <laughs> lot, but... Matt, yeah, you, tr- you would trust tr- Chris Greer with anything, though, wouldn't you, though? Trust Cheeky Chris Greer. Ah, it's, like, so, Stan, what makes yeah. Jamar Chase the number one receiver in the class? Everything about his game, like the only weakness that you could even, the only weakness that you could even mention about him is maybe the fact he's not a separator in the same way that Devonta Smith is. But when yeah. I see Jamar Chase, an early comparison that I made, I think this is maybe back in like January, December, so the start of just watching all these players is I saw Julio Jones on tape. I saw maybe a slightly smaller Julio Jones. His jump ball ability, best in the class. He attacks the football, so you know he's always going to come down with it. His route running isn't as bad as people would have you believe. Like compare, but I mean, in comparison to Devonta Smith, yeah, sure, because Smith's just a phenomenal route runner. But when it comes to being a prototypical X receiver or a prototypical Z receiver, Jamar Chase can do both, and that's what gives him the value. And yeah, just going back to the offensive tackle situation, there, this O line class in terms of tackles is absolutely stacked. So I'd be more than happy for the Dolphins, which is also my pick to take a tackle later on in the first round. So there you go. Oh, Jamar Chase so is in Miami. Stan. I'm well proud of you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I'm making you proud, Matt. And my little brother agrees with you as well. So Fantastic. Nice. nice. Okay, so that leaves me at the Detroit Lions, which I've got to be honest, when I got them in the draw, I was completely stumped what to do with because they have holes everywhere. Yeah. I'm very tempted to go with Trey Lance here. I know they just got golf. Mm. I like that. That would be quite fun. I don't know. It's really weird, though. I don't know. About I just that. I don't think I could bring myself to be putting Trey Lance on such a horrible roster. <laughs> it's, it's mean more than anything else. That's why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's really interesting though, because my, yeah. my rationale with this one here is you wouldn't want to start the clock on his contract on a rookie QB's contract just yeah. yet with the state of their team. Yeah. Like with the Jets, you're you're. I think they're just about ready because their offense is. I think it's slightly ahead of the Lions and their defence is far ahead of the Lions. So I think they're ready to kind of start that clock and obviously you've got a talent like Zach Wilson. But if you're going to take a risk on someone, especially a guy like Trey Lance or Mac Jones, who are you going to take here? Like, I'd rather build the house up before you start their contract well, and start well, that Well, if clock. I was to take UB, it would be Trey Lance because both of them are going to be sitting behind Jared Goff anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway. that's, so that's if fair. You, if you get a developmental guy, you better... Better off getting the guy that I perceive to have the highest ceiling. Yeah. Okay. So I, I reached out to some Lions fans I know, and they had no tips for me. But they were like, <laughs> "We're so barren of yeah. all across the field." I, I the spoke Lions. to one this morning actually, and he was saying, "I said, um, who do you want us to take?" And who do you, sorry, who do you want the Lions to take? And he said, "I actually have no clue." And then someone else replied to the tweet, it "Was like, just trade back." And quite <laughs> frankly, if if we were doing trades, I would think that would be the logical pick, and I think that'd be yeah, the same uh, thing. To be fair, well. there's been a lot of rumours that the Lions are looking to trade back. Yeah, yeah, the they've just got to accumulate players, really. And but so what I do then is I look at the wide receiver room, and that they lost Kenny Golladay and Marvin Jones. Very true. So that's their one and two focus off season. Yeah, they bring in Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perryman, but not exactly reliable in terms of catching or staying on the field. So I'm gonna go. With Devonta Smith. Good. Ooh, there you go. Good pick. I'm not concerned about his size. I mean, his size would matter if he didn't have such an electric get-off. Yeah. So if you can't touch him on the line, it doesn't really matter how small you are. Mm. Especially if he's him. not going to be on the line of scrimmage that much, is he? Like exactly. He's not going to be lining up as an ex-receiver. He's, he's hardly going to face press coverage in the situations he's going to be lined up in. 
Yeah, and even if he does, we saw against JC Horn last season that he can still avoid some of the best press players in the draft. So exactly. I've got no concern on that side. Yeah, I've, I, you take Devonta Smith and you don't particularly look back. That's a good pick for the Lions. Well, yeah. I think awesome. so anyway, which is why I'm taking him. I do feel <laughs> with Devonta Smith as pick. well. With Devonta Smith as well, we it sort of ties in with what you said, Joe, in terms of like you overanalyze trying to look for little mistakes because you've known about him for quite a while. I think people are so nitpicky about his size. It's, it's actually ridiculous. Mm. Did it matter at all when he played? Or exactly. did it matter with Marvin Harrison, who's only a few kilos heavier than him anyway? Yeah. And is a, yeah. exactly. Is he officially a Hall of Famer or is he a, going much. to be a Hall of Famer? I think he would be if it wasn't for like all the weird stuff he did after. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on <laughs> to the eighth pick in the draft. It is. And it's me. It's with the Panthers. Um, okay, this is another kind of interesting one because you go down a few different avenues here. Obviously, they've just traded for Sam Donald. They've traded away to, uh, no, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so I'm still not happy with that QB room, if I'm honest. And with good reason, Joe, I think, to be honest. Yeah. And I think if I'm, if I'm the Panthers here, yeah, I could go wide receiver. Oh, come on. You're Charles not going to pick a QB, board. are you? You're not going to pick a QB on a team that's given up a fair amount to get just get a QB. He makes a good point. A fair amount, but what what is this? You don't to... trade that much. You don't trade that many picks for a backup pick QB. Come on, Sam, this is Come Joe's on. world. We all live in it. Let's <laughs> take your QB, Joe. I'm just saying the QB prospects are, are interesting. So you can uh, either so get a QB one. who's not protected, or you can have an or, or a QB who's got. Potential, say not protected. Even... It's not like the Panthers have got a terrible O line. I think the, um, the Panthers are a decent team, actually. And yeah, it's, it's okay. They, they, they need a tackle. They really need a They really need a tackle, Joe. Sure, you, you, but you I'm not. Take this pick, Stan. <laughs> he's, he's to be honest, love, I would love to take this pick. Yeah, I know who you take. You take Rashawn Slater, but it's you mine. Me. <laughs> and I'm not going to take Trey Lance either. I'm okay. going to take Jalen Waddle, wide receiver. Ooh, yeah. Smoke I think Sam Sam Darnold basically his whole career at the Jets had no weapons. You're going to a team with Chris McCaffrey. You're going to a team with, I've absolutely completely stumped his DJ name. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. And you need another, you just need another guy there. You've got Ray Pierre. He's a very nice, like, like, replacement for Curtis Samuel as a exactly. speedy guy. You can move him True. all around formation. Yeah, that's Probably put in the backfield if you want. So, yeah, my pick's in. It's Jalen Waddle. My counter offer is Sam Donald's really bad. <laughs> But do we so, just hate we, Sam Donald. We've not had time to really analyze. I've seen a lot of I've, Sam Donald. You can see you can see flashes where he's actually not, but it's just he had no chance in that system yeah, with he that head coach to actually succeed. I know he plays for Gates, and I do feel I, I feel like he should be. You saw what Ryan sort of Tannehill was like when he was playing for Gates. Like it's the same thing, hundred percent. But also, he makes weird decisions. You can't say he doesn't make weird. Decisions you make weird decisions. <laughs> I can't argue with it. It's true. Yeah. Boom. All right, All right nice pick, Matt Burns Peak and the Denver Broncos. Ooh, the Denver Broncos. Here's a question before you do. How much does yesterday's trade, six for our pick for Teddy Bridgewater, play any impact into this thought process? Nah, I don't care. I don't know if it does, yeah. I'm, no, I'm it's sixth, that. isn't it? I don't really care because, and I'll tell you why, because Drew Locke was rubbish last year. Well said. Yeah. And uh, like Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was not good, but I feel like with Teddy Bridgewater, you can say, you know, that's a good backup QB in the league, I think. So I am going to go ahead and because I don't, I don't think that that um, quarterback room is sorted. And I also think that quite a lot of the roster is actually pretty good, to be honest. We spoke about the offense last, e- last offseason. How many people were like, Denver's offense is going to be unreal this season? Yeah, not me. Incredible. Well, that's because you're a cynic. But um, 
I am going to take. I'm going to take Trey Lance here. I think he's too far. Good man. If if Trey Lance can realise his potential and improve on the, the 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 errors that we saw in college sometimes in terms of decision making and some of the errant throws, he's got the athleticism to be super super dynamic and add a different dimension to the offense. And then you give him the weapons that are already there, and boom, that becomes scary cool. in a, in a division that's already turned into a shootout anyway. You've just yeah, put your offense over the top. Do you have yeah. Trey Lance playing straight away? Does he sit behind one of them? Who does he sit behind? Teddy. Mm. I I think he'd end up playing straight away. I think simply because it. I think you'd you'd kind of expect that if you're a Broncos fan. Like we're taking him. At, we're taking nine. It's quite a, it's quite high to be taking someone like that. Like I could maybe see Teddy Bridgewater starts the season, and then we see Lance very soon after, like in well, one season gets gets going, but. I would I would say it's more likely that Trump that uh, Lance starts opener and does a bloody good job. I don't know if so, he starts day one, but I think that yeah. we do just generally have a tendency for head coaches not to want to throw their w- rookie straight in. Which is very interesting. Very tempted to. <laughs> Which leads us to the Dallas Cowboys, and I believe this is Stan's pick. Daniel Corbett wants a quarterback. Are you going to make him happy, Stan? Oh, no, he's going Daniel, to do something stupid then. Daniel, I hear you. I hear you, and I'm going to give you a cornerback. Your wish is my it's command. Wrong. So it's not wrong to take a cornerback here, yeah. Matt. It is not. He's right, so the Cowboys, on paper, have the best defence. Well, of course I'm in your eyes, Joe, because you'd probably <laughs> pick JC Horn. Well, to be fair, I'm I'm still undecided at this point. I'll just talk, I'll talk myself around to whatever I'm going to pick. But on paper, the Cowboys have the best offense in the NFL, and I don't think it's really that close at this point. If they have a healthy team, I expect them to be like a Super Bowl caliber offense. Like their defense is a completely different matter, but this offense is incredible, as we saw towards the start of last season when Dak was actually healthy. Now yeah, we move, yeah. We move on to their defense now, and that's a completely different issue. So the holes that I'm noting straight away is defensive tackle. So you've got Levi Onzerike and Christian Barmore. This is far too early to take them. The linebacking core isn't particularly strong. Like Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch definitely took a step back last season, but still not enough to really draft a first-run replacement. And then we have the secondary, which is an absolute shambles, minus the addition of Keanu Neal and Trevon Diggs pretty much. So, yeah, with right. that being said, they yeah, you're right, Daniel. They need a corner. And the guys at the top of the list here, you've got Pat Sertain, you've got JC Horn and Caleb Farley. He's going to do it, isn't he? He's going to do it. He's going to do, do it. I'd... Right. The Cowboys play a lot of... They play cover three. They play a lot of cover three. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's got off script. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm, I'm, to- I'm torn between JC Horn and Caleb Farley here because the Cowboys play a lot of cover three, Matt and press man on the outside. Mm. And JC... Horn is very, very good at press coverage and True. his route recognition isn't particularly great at this stage in his career. So he could benefit from maybe playing a yeah, partially his own scheme, which is what they run with a lot of cover three. Then you've got the other guy, Caleb Farley, who I do think is the best corner in this class. If it wasn't for his injury concerns, which teams are apparently completely 50-50 split on, I think he'd be the top guy in this class and it wouldn't even be close. Do you think... Just out of interest, you think Caleb Farley's route recognition is is better than JC Horn at this time? Yeah, 
JC Hor- JC Horn uses his hands too much to like like he doesn't recognise routes through being smart. He recognises them by grabbing hold of people and making and feeling it out. Like I don't have a problem with feeling it out, but I feel like he's a bit too physical at the top of routes for my liking. Right, that's, so, so Stan, to get that to being pick, said, does it come does it come down to how much you're concerned about Caleb Farley's history of injuries and especially yeah. that back issue? I, I, I really do think it does, and I, I would completely understand if people completely disagree with this pick purely because of the injury. But when you look at, for me, when I look at this guy, I see a guy who's going to be the next big thing in the NFL in the cornerback position. If he stays healthy, yeah. that will be what he is. And I've got no doubt in my mind about that. So there you go. Caleb Farley is the new the Dallas pick. Cowboys starting it's corner. Hard. I've got, I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. Okay. <laughs> because you Because you just said, you said one of the issues is, you know, if they have a healthy team, and yet you're spending a number 10 pick on Caleb Farley, who this is, is a perennial is very all pro. up in the air. This guy's a perennial all pro perennial healthy. All pro. And yeah, okay. 100%. Okay. And I teams like of 50 50 split. I'm unsure to completely certain like that. That is impressive. That takes I'm saying, he, I'm saying, no, I'm saying he's a perennial all pro if, if, he's, if he's healthy. That's Ewan what I loves mean. to see it. Yeah. He Ewan, loves to Ewan's see it. All about it as well. Shout out to Ewan there. Um, Adam yeah, thinks taking... there's no injury concerns. He's wrong. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, teams are 50 50 split on him, and there are already rumors about the Saints making the move up to 10 to like, sorry, not to 10, but move up higher in the draft to take him. So That's deal fair. with that information what you will. Hmm. It's interesting because like, we've heard a lot of rumors as well that um, that uh, the Cowboys' ownership really likes Sertain. So I wouldn't be yeah. unfair surprised if yeah. Sertain doesn't go to 10. Well, hey, I'm not Jerry Jones, though. So You're not Jerry Jones. You wish. I'm not. Wait a second. Unfortunately not. Uh, well, I'm surprised that Stan's favourite prospect has made it this far, to be honest with you. So, I mean, it makes it an easy, easier decision with the Giants now. That O-line has been terrible for years. It's getting a little bit better. Move Andrew Thomas over to the right side, back to where he played for his first couple of years at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in Rashawn Slater. Good man. Okay. Yep. Northwestern, perfect technique, as Stan will say. It doesn't matter perfect how stubby technique. his arms are. But, He's got the same length arms as Penacio. And then we get to see that matchup twice a year that we saw in college so against Chase Young, see if yeah. he can continue That'd to shut fun, it down. Actually. He's got previous at that. So we do indeed. No reason to see that. I mean, I was not expecting Slater to be all the way down here. I was gonna thought I was gonna have to choose between an edge rusher that probably would have had to reach for a Jalen Phillips yeah. type, which I wouldn't have been particularly happy with. But yeah. Slater's here I'm gonna absolutely run with that pick. I do love I love a bit of Slater, to be fair. When I was watching him, he just seems like such a pro-ready guy already. Yeah, Man, his, per- his, his technique is, is just its phenomenal. Like, yeah, his footwork as well. If you, if you look at the footwork yeah. for a tackle at, at his age, is, is impeccable. Um, and his hand, look yeah, at his what he did against, against Jace Young. Yeah. Uh, that's the main thing. He made him a complete non-factor. And if you're taking what people are saying was he's the best Ed Rusher to come out of college in generations and considering Slater's just completely shut him out. That Surely that film is just enough to say, look, this guy's pro ready, whack him in there, and he's going to be fine in the in the NFL. Whack him in there. Straight Absolutely. Away. And then realistically, you've got no reason for Daniel Jones to not succeed now, because you've... Oh, unless, he's bad, unless he's a bad quarterback. That's what I mean. You've given him all the opportunities <laughs> yeah. to succeed. He's on his final now, morning. You know where the problem is. It's him. Yeah. Which he's we bad. think we know anyway at the moment. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. But prove us wrong, DJ. Do it. 
So it's me now, isn't it? It is you, Joey. It's me with the Eagles at number 12. Oh, please. Our resident Eagles fan, Slough, will be... uh, I don't know how I'll feel about this pick, to be honest. I mean, I'm pretty sure you just want them to take a receiver, if anything. But, I mean... You're you're picking J.C. Horn, aren't you? What? You're definitely picking J.C. Horn here, aren't you? Don't guess who I'm picking. (laughs) (laughs) Pick who I want, mate. Don't guess so who I'm going to choose. No, I see. I see a few prospects here to me. I mean, you, you could probably do with a receiver, but right now, the next best receiver on my list is probably a bit of a reach, sitting here at twelve to take. Yeah. Um, you'd look maybe a potential trade back if the draft falls like this, but I think you guys need a corner yep. for sure. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Which corner, need a corner? Please tell me. I. I mean, I'm also kind of. Looking at Micah Parsons sitting at that top of that list and, and we thinking... We don't take linebackers. I think we only go from the sixth round of free agents with linebackers. Nice. Yes. Good. And that's why you're so theory. successful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're out of the corners. What We've got Pat Sertain, who's one of the highest floor corners in this draft. Plug-and-play guy. You can basically just... He can start right away. And we've got my favourite, JC Horn, who, like we said, I personally feel like his play recognition... For receivers, um, it's understanding of, of roots uh, is the best in the draft. Uh, his press man coverage is just impeccable. Like this year, it just got insane. He, he never used to do it. He used to just play off coverage the whole time. But this year, he really showed that he can be a, a tough press man cup corner. And um, I'm going to seal it in. I'm, I'm going to say the pick's in. Lock I'm going to say JC Horn. Lock it in. Knock it in, jumper. Um, yeah, and I think the only real concern people have with JC Horn is this this handsiness, and I really don't yeah. think that'll be an issue at the next level as much. Thinking yeah. out. I think I think I sort of talked myself out of the handsiness being too much of an issue when I realised that Jaden Ramsey is exactly the same type of corner when it comes exactly. to being yeah, physical. Exactly. It pairs very well. Done, right? The only difference between the two in terms of their hand usage is the fact that at the top of routes, like JC Horn gives them a full frisking before they actually get out on their break, which means he never <laughs> loses them. Frisking. That seems a little hard. A good old full frisking. Yeah, it's like go. it's like being airport security with him around, honestly. Amazing. Yeah, I like that picture, Fedger. I think that makes a ton of sense. And from yeah, Sam's I, reaction. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm delighted with that move. I mean, especially if you put next to Darius Slay as well on the other side. Suddenly, from not being able to stop anything through the air, you've got a couple of... Yeah, Darius Slay was the only guy who could cover. I don't, I, the thing is, I'm unsure if he was really good or just why would you throw against him when you've got other guys that literally can't yeah, just, do anything. Yeah. yeah. So that is a, a factor for sure. Both of the bin. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, happy I'd have been a little bit if you'd taken a small wide receiver. <laughs> it was in, to be honest it's between JC Horn and, and Michael Parsons there Michael Parsons okay yeah. alright surprised Michael Parsons is making it this far but then I'm again not. I'm not <laughs> I, considering okay, I've been talking LA to Chargers with me is it you? it is me number 13 this is, this is surely like a this is like a an easy pick surely do you reckon? I, I think yeah I think it is alright well why don't you let <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying what we've thinks. seen. Like, the majority of mock drafts, I like, have the same player going here the like, the whole time. Interesting. Um, well, I think. I mean, the Chargers have a few different holes. To be honest, um, there's a few different sort of ways I want to go. I had four players written down here for the Chargers pick, and three of them have gone. So it's actually quite straightforward for me. But I don't think any of you are going to like it particularly. 
especially not Stan, um, which is almost half why I'm doing it at this point. Um, <laughs> but I just think you know we had we had a nice little run on QBs to start the uh, to start the, the, the draft. We've had a nice little we've had a nice little run on corners of late boys yeah. as well, and I think the Chargers could could do with uh, a bit of a plug and play ready NFL caliber. Put him in straight away, Pat Sertain Ooh. at corner here. Really? Just shore it up in a in a division where you've got Pat Mahomes, you've got Justin Herbert, you've got he Craig, is Justin Herbert on the Chargers. He is Justin Herbert on the Chargers. That's correct. Um, you've got Drew Locke, Drew Locke, <laughs> brilliant. Or Lance, I suppose. Trey you've Lance. You've got now Trey Lance and Derek Carr. And Derek Carr. So you're scared of Pat Mahomes. I'm scared of Pat Mahomes. I'm scared of what Trey <laughs> Lance can be because that was a fantastic pick at nine as well. Let's talk about that a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think the Chargers could definitely do with a Pat Sertain in the secondary. Hopefully, Derwin James can stay fit as well this season, and then you know that's one half of a pretty good, pretty good secondary, which hasn't been terrible of late. But I think could do with a bit of an upgrade, especially in that division. Sertain, it's in. There you go, Sertain to the Chargers. Where would you have gone this one, Stan? Out of curiosity, um, I'd have gone Christian Darasaw personally. I don't like him. I probably much. would have done the same thing, but I, I don't dislike that certain pick. I'll take it. I just Daniels. want to keep Herbert safe. Yeah, Dan's surprised that uh, Mac Jones is still available here. Well, I mean, I see New England sitting there at number 15, so he may fall this yeah. far, but don't be surprised for too much longer. Keep it's all, watching. Yeah. It's all longer, <laughs> unless somehow Stan snipes him. I'm not taking him. I'm not taking him. Good. I got, I got three guys. I'm looking at three or four guys right now. Right. Um, yeah, let's talk us through your thought process. I'll talk you through my thought, thought process. So, Minnesota Vikings—they need help up front in the in the trenches. Quite frankly, their their O line is weak, especially on the interior and the outside. Actually, so just generally, the entire O line needs plugging up. <laughs> and as I've said before, it's, it is an O line heavy draft, so we could potentially look to take guys in the second round where there'll be a big rush on offensive tackles. Especially, I, I I'm inclined to think. And then we've got Jalen Phillips sitting here as well, like probably the best pass rusher in this draft. And if you pair him up with Daniel Hunter on the edges, you're going to wreak havoc there. Because at the moment, their starting um, defensive end opposite um, Hunter is Stephen Weatherly. So Jalen Phillips would definitely be an upgrade. That's the issue, Matt. Mm. Nobody oh, I thought you said the pick. No, you're still, still unsure. I'm still thinking. I, I, I'm going to have to go O-line here. I'm going to have to go O-line because... Oh. The way they the way they play football is they run the ball and they run the ball consistently. And you can't open holes for a guy like Dalvin Cook unless you have blockers up front who are capable of moving around D linemen. So because I'm not sure of whether I want a guard or a tackle here, I'm gonna take Elijah Vera Tucker up USC because he's won all pack twelve honors playing both positions. So I'm gonna send him over to Minnesota. Nice. Awesome. I, like I, was, I, I thought you were going Garrisol that whole way and then you hit us with a swerve of Vera Tucker, but I like that. Man. Yeah, through oh, a mate. curveball right at the end. Boom. I like that. There it makes go. a lot of sense to me. There we go. I mean, we mentioned it before, Stan's pick, New England Patriots. Again, I've been left in a situation that I wasn't expecting to have a guy here still. Number 15, Matt Jones. I'd be surprised if the Patriots don't end up trading up for a quarterback. In this draft, somehow they managed to sit at 15 and still get a guy that will he'll either be able to sit behind Cam Newton provided he's actually healed his shoulder or he will should be ready to plug and play straight away. I mean, New England Patriots, they got a couple of safe tight ends now this offseason. They've actually got targets. they got a couple of guys 
on the outside in Vaughan and Aguilar, who may not be top level guys, but they'll be good enough. They'll catch them. They're balls. not top level. <laughs> They're not Aguilar top level. Aguilar won't catch. Hey. Malcolm Butler's our number one corner. Dre Kirkpatrick still hasn't resigned. 
Byron Murphy's only a slot guy, so we need like another outside corner, if not two. So th- that's not really an option here anymore. Um, I don't think, offense- it, to be honest, with the corner thing, I don't think the value you'd get at 16, yeah. the way this, this draft has fallen, that you, you yeah. really get much value out of it. L- linebacking call, like the draft network here, they list linebacker as a position of, position of need, but I think that's completely false considering we've got Hicks, Campbell... <laughs> We've got Hicks, Campbell, and Isaiah Simmons. Like that's three linebackers already. Not bad. Gonna... Tell you what, exactly. if you pair Michael Parsons with Isaiah Simmons, do you have the most athletic linebacker duo that, that don't know what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> that would yeah. be fun. That would be. Fun. Although to be Jordan fair, Hicks like you, you look at it terrifying. and it's like Michael Parsons is in some draft boards being taken as a top like six pick. Really, he won't and be. There's no way he will be. Yeah, I, I mean. I also see his flaws and stuff, but seeing at 16, it is potentially... I think the issue with Parsons is that he only really fits at the moment until he develops a little bit more the Patriots system yeah, and the, the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Maybe Dolphins. New York, depending on how they change it with Judge. But mm-hmm. I'd be surprised, but just with those aggressive linebackers where they can just, he can just shoot yeah. the gap or I think he's, yeah. rush. He's limited to playing as a 4-3 outside linebacker at the moment, in my opinion. That's fair. So, Joe, put him out of your misery and let him know who you're picking. I'm going D-line. Okay. Ooh, go on. I actually quite D-line. like this. If, I think I, if it's who yeah, I think it is, I actually quite like this. Don't make me sad. <laughs> well, I think, to be honest, it's more you need interior D-linemen more so uh, than, than edge defenders right now. Uh, and I can think of a particular great playmaker that I would take with this pick. You're not going to do it to him. He's going to do it to him. Christian Barmore out of Alabama. I can't believe the betrayal of his witness. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Some people have got concerns with his... his Stan has concerns about him. <laughs> Stan doesn't want him. Nick Stan Saban takes him out on passing down. No, sorry. He takes him out on running down. He, he, taking... It would be very silly if he took him out on passing down because he got sorry. 12 pressures yeah. in the last the two games. I misspoke. Either way, you're drafting him to help fix our running our rush defence, but he got taken out on by a college I'm drafting team. drafting him to make sacks, mate. Did you get sacks? <laughs> well, I don't give a shit about your rush defence. I don't give a <laughs> shit about not like you're drafting for him, is it? <laughs> You don't give a shit about the like our entire D line like or our defense from what you've said so far either. So Stan, are you saying that you wouldn't have? You do need there? an interior defensive lineman though. We we got Corey Peters. We drafted two guys last year as well who are progressing. Peters. Would you be more or less upset with that pick than I was last year when they took Jalen Rager? And that was pure I, agony, by the way. No, you, considering you considering Jalen right, considering Jalen Phillips, Quitty Pay. Considering, yeah, considering Jaden Phillips, Quitty Pay, Jeremiah Ouzu Koromoa, Landon Dickerson, those four are still on the board. I'd be furious. <laughs> you've done your job, Joe. And you came into this being like, I'm going to wind Stan right up. <laughs> yeah, well done, Joe. You've succeeded. He's, got a, good, he's re- a good player. I honestly think you, you, you're not losing. He's a good player when he's not when he's not trying to stop the run. Yeah. All right, let's cycle around. Las Vegas Raiders almost called them Oakland Raiders. Almost. Matt Burns peak number seventeen. Oof. See, this is this is. A fun one as well, to be honest, because again, they've got quite a few needs. Their O line's been somewhat butchered of late. Um, and also, linebacker pops up as a, in my head as, as something that they could definitely improve on with that linebacking core. Um, when we come to that, as interesting prospect, but with that scheme, I don't think he fits particularly well at this point. I don't think you can put him in there and he's going to instantly play well. Um, so there's a couple of things that are floating around in my head right now. One of them is Nick Bolton, who I know 
stat. Ooh. I'd be very happy if it's been mentioned. That's a bit high. That's a little bit high for Bolton. First line oh, taken. Like Jesus Christ. I don't like him as the first home. linebacker taken. Especially you've got you got Jamin Davis here as well. Jeremiah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Well, it, you know what? It doesn't it doesn't really matter if you don't like Nick Bolton. Davis. <laughs> I think at he seventeen. Is I think Jamie, Jamie Davis is absolutely class. He is. So you're, yeah, picking he is. Him, so you're picking him over Arusu Koromoa? I'm mean, going to be honest. Matt in the mind of AL right now. He has way better yeah, that is true. It's, it's, that is it's true. a terrible place to be. But yeah, I'm, 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 I generally... I think Davis is, is a great option. So, okay. Jamie Spoken like a true radio. Boom. Doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense when it comes to drafting the first round. Next up, we've got the Dolphins, I believe. Yeah. Staniel. Don't do what you're thinking of doing. All right, so we've got... I want to take Jalen Phillips here. Do you? I've got to. I I have to take Jalen Phillips, don't I? I'm looking at um, the two guys in mind, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa and Jalen Phillips. But come on, the the one thing that the Miami defense was lacking last year was that guy who would get the sacks. They had the interior sorted, they had the yeah. secondary sorted. They need that final guy, similar to the New York Jets, who can clean up and is going to be, be the beneficiary of all this pressure. And that's going to be Jalen Phillips. I love Phenom- that. Absolutely phenomenal guy. Any other draft, if it wasn't for his concussion, like his past concussion issues, he would be talked about as like a top 10 pick. Like your Chase Young type of guy, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But because he re- he retired from the sport, because he he crossed off, he had three concussions whilst at UCLA. So they basically kicked him off the team. And said, "You look, you're done. Three strikes, you're out." He managed to transfer to Miami. He got he, his playing time this year. Absolutely balled out. Ball. He was a wrecking ball. And so yeah, he doesn't even have to get, have to get on the plane. He can stay right home in Miami. And logistically, it makes sense as well. It does. It does. Underrated actor, no, I'm joking. But no, that is, that is, that is a really good fit. And I, I mean, from a Miami fans fan as well, I don't think we've really quite recovered from the Cam Wake aging and then subsequently leaving fiasco. Yeah. You wouldn't have to move far. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just pop down the road. It's, it's my true. new job. All right. It's the same, so, it's the same stadium, Joe. Is that, yeah. is that me with the Washington football team now? At is you with the Washington football team? With the football Indeed. boys. Is Darasaur still on the board? He is. Darasaur is somehow still on the board. Right, absolutely. Chris is Darasaur. I mean, you guys like it really <laughs> easy. Yeah, I mean... I don't like how easy we've made this draft for you, actually, in Heinz. I, um, there are a few... I'm liking it quite a bit, to be slipping. honest. So, so is it, it's not even a question for Chris Darasaur? I mean... Before, I didn't expect Darisol to be there, so I thought I was going to have to contemplate um, one of the other left tackles. And I thought be a little bit high for that. I was thinking maybe a Rashad Bateman and let Curtis Samuel be the slot guy. That probably would have been... That'd be fun. Maybe Kadarius Tony and let Curtis Samuel and Kadarius Tony drive people just absolutely nuts. I was thinking I'd have to go Kevin Jenkins, but if Christian Darisol is there, plug and play left tackle. Send it in. Send it in. I mean, if you guys keep making it easier, I can just leave my list of ideal and we'll just and yeah, like finish it off for me. Yeah, just yeah. leave your draft board out and we'll be fine. Exactly. Cool. Nice job. Christian Darisol. Can I? There you go. Has Jalen Waddle gone? Yeah, he yeah, has. Waddle man has gone. I had a terrible thought then that we just completely forgotten Jalen Waddle exists. No, don't you worry, mate. Don't you worry at all. Cool. It's my pick. Now I'm picking for the Bears, I believe. Good luck. Yeah, I would have liked to have maybe held on hope that Mac Jones slept a 
a little bit further, but um, unfortunately, it is not. You've got the red rifle. I don't. I, I'm not reaching for a quarterback here. That's fair. It's but really, I'm kind of torn. It's a bit annoying that you just take Arasaw, to be honest. Because... I was never not going to. He was right there, mate. Yeah, I know, rude. but it, it's in his lap. I thought you preferred Jenkins anyway, Joe. Yeah. On your on your. I don't list, know. It's it depends when you're going to play him. Like um, it's comparing a left and right <laughs> tackle is a different position, but not take Jenkins. I'm considering it. But you love Jenkins. You do love Jenkins, Joe. Don't look tell. Smile. Don't gaslight. Look at that little smile. He We're not gaslighting on, on our on our rankings. You can find on our Instagram page. Like Joe, you put you put Tevin Jenkins above Christian Darrisaw. You did. I know. I did. So in, I in, mean, and currently the Bears do have Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle. I'll tell you what, though. I'll exactly. tell you what. And this is why I'm going to take Elijah Vera Tucker. And he's because they've gone. He's gone. gone. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Has he? To the Vikings. He's gone. So it looks like you are. I am taking Jenkins there. <laughs> Jenkins it is. I do love Jenkins. I, the only reason I was going to pick Veritaker is because he can slip into guard and tackle, and they do need help to guard tackle. Time, yeah, I know, but it, it, <laughs> if he struggles at tackle, he can move him to guard or vice versa. It's, it's Yeah, that makes sense. However, I love Tevin Jenkins. I, I love just the tenacity he plays with. It's grounded in really good Big technique. Word. Another thing... That people say, oh, he's got short arms. I don't, I don't care. Tristan works. Yeah, you've done it for years. My <laughs> arm reach is surprisingly long. <laughs> Woo. Flex on them, Joey. Flex, Flex on those. But yeah, I like that. I think that makes a ton of sense to you, sir. And I'm happy that you, that you picked Evan Jenkins because okay, you were. And swinging around Matt, Indianapolis Colts. It, they seem sort of. I completely forget about them now. Yeah. Like, they were all the talk about every rumour before they got went. Got went and I haven't had like, a single draft rumour about them at all. Absolutely stum. Um, they're, an yeah, easy forget, they're an easy forget about team though, aren't they? Well, don't say that. We might have Colts fans that are watching. Sorry, Colts fans. Stan's just Let's salty. Chat if you are a Colts fan. Stan's just salty about Barmore. Um <laughs> So, yeah, thinking about this and, and looking at their roster, I quite like receiver here Yeah, for the, for the Colts, yeah. to be honest. I think that that, that would... You know, you've just gotten Carson Wentz. It would help round out that offense. Um, we, we, I mean, we've talked a lot about the guys that are available after you get rid of Chase Waddle um, and what what you're. Um, I'm going to go Rashad Bateman. I think at this point, I think he's an excellent player. I think he will instantly elevate. As it is very much personal preference at this point with the word. Um, I mean, no doubt, I think I think you plug him in straight away so that'll buy a fair amount. Who wide receiver room? Because then you've got four good guys. True. Because what, you got T.Y. Hilton. Getting, getting up in age. I think you're, you're starting to enter the realm of finding something to be able to pass the mantle on to. Um, he's a slot guy as well, though, isn't he? He's a slot guy. Um, and yeah, I, I think it just gives Carson Wentz more weapons as well. Yeah. Um, I think Pittman showed showed some good stuff last season. So I'm, I still, I'm high on Pittman having a great second year, but I still think Rashad Bateman here is, is a great Yeah, because you need worried three... about... Go ahead, Stan. You need three starting wide receivers, don't you? You can stick... Um... Michael Pittman, he'll be your ex-receiver. You've got um, Bateman is your Z. Uh, and then 
Paris Campbell would be a he'll just be a lucky utility guy, won't he? You just put him wherever because of his speed. All right, we tempted to go tackle after Costanzo retired. A little bit, That's a little bit. That crossed my mind, but I don't know if I like any any of the tackles that are left enough to take them at twenty one. Personally, yeah. no, that's absolutely fair. It's quite high for one of these other guys. So, Tennessee Titans, Stan Wilson. Sure. So I imagine he probably a Bateman penciled in there if he'd taken that far. Yeah. Me? Yeah. After they lost um, Corey Davis. Well, Bateman, I've got guys that are above Bateman in my list. So, I, I wouldn't have gone for Bateman here. But yeah, they do need wide receivers because currently they're lining up with AJ Brown, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Josh Reynolds as their starting wide receiver. So, yeah, I think... the one that was at the Rams? Yeah, yeah, he played slot for the Rams. He, he was behind Cooper Cup, so he didn't really get that many reps, but... Until Cooper Cup gets injured every year, and then you get loads of reps. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, Tennessee start Titans, pretty solid O-line. They could do with some help on the right side still after Conklin's left. Um, defensively, cornerback is pretty weak. Safety is... Safety's okay. They could still do with, like, a strong safety... And yeah, linebacking core interior wise isn't strong at all. Um, see, my my next wide receiver for a team that is sort of there and around that AFC Championship team. They're not as good as they were. Like I think, I think they thought they've fallen off like a a fair bit. Defensively, they took a step back. Yeah, in a big way as well. Like last year, I thought they'd be a lot better than they were, considering they were all veterans and they'd all played together before. But yeah, I was proved completely wrong there. So. It's like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo is still here and he could play that strong safety spot that's vacant. He can play a bit of linebacker as well. I do really want to take him here. But? I don't know. I don't know if there is a but, to be honest with you. I'm good. I'm locking it in. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo is now on the Tennessee Titans. Wow. There you go. I'm surprised he fell that far, to be honest. I love Jeremiah. Yes, no, so do I. I think he's the best linebacker in this class and it's not particularly yeah. close either. I think it comes to a couple of things. Either need, that people have needs more significant than linebacker and the fact that there are so many linebackers available around that second round sort of grade. Yeah, so yeah. That is true. I wouldn't be surprised if we only saw one or two in the first round yeah. when there are plenty of guys that would be, based on the talent, perfectly capable of being there. That's a good point, yeah. That's a good point. All right, so is that me with the New York Jets? The New York Enjoy. Football Jets. It is. Okay, so Stan took Zach Wilson earlier, which means I don't need to take Callum Mond. <laughs> that would be, be a rogue one. That made me feel so sick if you did that. Screw it, double up in the first. Double up. With... Can't be wrong twice. Gadget. Gadget set. <laughs> hmm. Tempted to go edge rusher here. Okay. Yes, do it. But I'm also quite to actually give Zach Wilson some weapons. Dan agrees. Oh, yeah, Dan agrees with the weapons. I just don't... The one I would think would be Tex Marshall would be the one we're taking here. My issue is that he's a very similar mould to Denzel Mims. So, I'm going to give a little bit of a hand to a Jets defence that was actually playing well down the stretch last year. Need an edge rusher. Russia. Michigan's Quitty Pay. <laughs> steal a bit from Joe Costanzo. Good man. Who looked like he was about to take him. No, yeah, I, I think he's great. He's a, he's a high motor kind of guy. 
he'll pull up some good stats. And you know the what? highest motor, the highest motor exactly from the Motor City. And yeah, I think I think it's just a nice, safe, solid pick for the Jets here, who need players more than they need like stars at this stage. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. That was worth it. Ravens could have done with him at 27, though. I've got the Ravens. I wasn't going to take him anyway. There's plenty more edge guys in this class. Come on. Yeah. Cool. Um, So it's me, 24, with the Steelers now. An interesting one. (laughs) (laughs) Has this not been bowled on for like the last five months? It's what we know. We know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Harrison's Matt Jones ish, and then Najee Harris of the Steelers. Or <laughs> on in their mock drafts. Yeah. It happens, Joe. Joe, after running back, it would be a bit traitorous for you to not do that. That'd be a weird move. That'd be a weird move. You can't do you not like running back doing anything. I'm looking at the available prospects right now. So you need you need tackle and guard, really, if you're if you're the Steelers. Oh, I thought right you now. just had t- I thought you just locked in Najee Harris. I've just selected it in on the. Uh... Not before him. No, they just kept <laughs> saying Najee Harris, and I didn't do it. I thought you were going to. My, um, my audio cut out slightly. All I heard was just Najee Harris, Najee Harris. So I, I, I selected him in. Anyway, let me know what I was going to say. Anyway, <laughs> um, despite you putting in the wrong pick, um, you, you need a tackle or a guard at the moment, really, right. if you're the Steelers. The Steelers have always been known to have a good O line, and yeah, he's just gone. That is indeed true. So you could also get sent to here. Um, the thing is, I don't really like. I don't like the 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 value I'm getting for at the moment because I'm doing trades. This is something where I could either go centre now or I could go for Naji Harris, who's I been basically. I mean, I mean, I know you'd love to go centre, but at the same Spoilers. time, Stan has already made the picks for you. Already happened. That's All I heard so was Naji Harris. I was considering Najee Harris or Landon Dickerson. Landon. I was really considering Landon Dickerson at centre. Yeah, to be honest. That would be a bit of a bad shout, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, if Stan goes, if he goes Landon Dickerson, we'll just make the Landon Dickerson guy Najee Harris if he does get drafted. I'm going to go Najee Harris. Good. Hey. <laughs> Good. Well done to make him a fuss about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you need O line as well, but. At the same time, it's been rumoured so many times. Najee Harris, I really like him as a prospect. I think he probably yeah. is the only running back who's going to be going out in the first like round. Best of James Conner and the fact that he's a bit versatile, he can run between tackles. And he showed last year he can catch. Yeah, anyone's a better James Conner. Yeah, you thought you running back room this year, Stan? Nope. All right, nope. Matt Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars need a safety. We spoke about this on the on the podcast this week, literally about what they would do with this pick. Um, a few are a few sort of suggestions we flooded around, but I think you know one of the things we landed on as a group was that they need a new they need another safety. Um, it's not a great class for safeties, it, as we've spoken about a fair bit, isn't it, guys? To be honest, like there's a few guys in there that look all right. That I feel like the talent levels are very sort of similar. Um, but saying that, I am going to go with Trevor Morick here to the Jags. I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not enamoured with the value of taking him at 25. I think in terms of talent, I don't know if he is a 25, a top 25 pick. But I think 
it's a need that the Jags have you to know fit. what? If it's a need on a team that actually, when you look at it, shouldn't have been as bad as they were last year. It's almost like they were trying to lose. Almost, yeah. Almost. But players don't try to lose. It's front officers. That's true. Right, so Stan with the Cleveland Browns. Um, right. Difficult decision here. They need There's linebacker. There's a guy here that you literally, I don't see how you wouldn't take. Are you, are you thinking of Michael Parsons here by any chance, Joe? He's at 26. If you need a linebacker there, he's... <laughs> You've been saying this the whole time. Back it up. They need linebacker. Click it. Right. We can't. We're literally completely shot. Right. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm torn here because my my guys, as far as like linebacker are concerned, I'm not too high on um, Micah Parsons because I see an athlete, not a football player. But if I think this would be a good fit for him because they need like an outside linebacker to fit their four three scheme, and that was that would be a great place for Parsons to go. Ah, yeah. uh, it's difficult though. The second in the are you I think you just yeah. overthought it. Something and it happens with all the top prospects. I don't think I've overthought so, it. This is a guy I don't rate. I don't rate like a Parsons. Like I don't rate him. I think he's an athlete. I don't think he plays football well. His tackling is his, his ability. To, his ability to shoot the gap is great, and that's just about all to his game that I can feel particularly enamoured by. His tackling is completely just overstated and overrated. His ability in coverage is pretty much non-existent. He doesn't understand the game of football. And he's, he's only played linebacker. He's hardly played linebacker. And that is an issue for so him more than so. other guys. I'm saying what I think, and I'm not going to take Micah Parsons here because I, I just can't bring myself to. Fair enough. I respect his Who is it? I want to take Nick Bolton here. I really do. But yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Nick. I'm sticking with Nick Bolton. I'm sticking with my guy. This is a guy, he flies downhill like no one else. He's Despite not having like quote unquote sideline to sideline speed, he he makes it happen. He makes the plays happen. You can see it especially again in the Alabama game when Mizzou played Alabama earlier in the season. He he gets the job done. As far as linebackers can linebackers are concerned, in the run game, he's as solid as it gets. Phenomenal tackler, works well between blocks. Yeah, not so great in coverage, but I, I'd bet on him to learn it. So Nick Bolton. Uh-huh. I think Nick Bolton's just going to completely just revolutionise their run defence this year if he gets picked by them. So that's my pick. Fair enough. I like that, to be can't argue with that, which takes me to the first of Baltimore's two picks. <laughs> Funny how none of us ended up with our own teams. Yeah, yeah that is weird. It is just a bit bizarre. The weird looks Joe's given you. So, two things <laughs> I think they need most. Can you get revenge on him? receiver who can win one-on-one consistently. And an edge rusher that could sort of play that outside linebacker role. So which kicker are you taking and why? So <laughs> I'm going to take LSU punter. <laughs> I think I'll go receiver here because I'm not sure he'll last for the second. They've got a greater choice of edge rushers at pick number 31. So I'll go LSU. LSU, Terrace Marshall Jr., Six foot three, big guy can win those jump balls, and he'll allow Marquise Hollywood Brown to not have to be the go guy. Yeah, so that fit. I think he'll mean that Ravens passing attack was last year. Yeah, Marshall's a go to guy, 
it should help Lamar take that next step. And there's no reason he won't be if they got past attack back in the MVP conversation next year. Yeah. Curtis Marshall Jr., LSU. That's This isn't going to happen, like, just saying this right now. The yeah. fact that we've let this happen and real, but I'm gonna just gonna put it in now. Maybe not as dramatic as this. I mean, I don't see the, the Saints not taking Parsons with this pick. Yeah, they could go. They're going to take Mike Parsons if he's there, surely. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised absolutely. if they traded up for him. I can't argue that. Was that Mark Zabanski knocking about in the chat? It was indeed. It was, yeah, oh, man, Mark a couple of weeks ago. Go back and check that out. Spotify. Check him out. Where are well. we getting from? We love it. Sh- shameless plugs. No, I have absolutely no shame in that regard. Next pick, we'll Matt with the Green Bay Packers. Right. I'm, I find I'm sick and tired of Green Bay not getting... Uh, <laughs> is this... Why is Russell up there? That's a good point, Daniel. Is this Elijah Moore, I'm guessing? Yeah. I'm guessing so. I mean, there's two Moors that I've actually got circled for this pick. Um, you love Elijah Rondell, Rondell too, don't you, Matt? La- large, I love Elijah Rondell. Rondell. I love Rondell more out Purdue, to be honest. And I know that hasn't been someone who's talked about, been talked about a whole bunch, especially in the first round. We're getting into the late first round, though. We'll get into the late first round. And I, I think it's high time that the Green Bay Packers gave Aaron Rodgers some more weapons. This isn't going to happen. <laughs> I know, which is exactly why this pick would never happen, right? They're um, definitely doing Telemont here. Why wouldn't it be? You can't be um, two drops in a row. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with my heart over my head with this one and I'm going to pick Rondell Moore. I'm going to take Rondell Moore love over it. Elijah Wow. Shock if it happened. I love it. But, I mean, we all know they go Landon Dickerson if this situation's... Yeah, if Landon Dickerson's there, 100%. Like, Dickerson's going to become an all-pro centre. Yeah, Landon Dickerson's good. But yeah. Rondell Moore is... Plus, they love winding up Aaron Rodgers. They do love... It seems like it's... It's almost like a... Like, that's how you get him going. Is like you do a bad draft and not give many weapons. Then he's like... He, he was the last offensive skill player taken in the first round by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Jesus. That is that is poor, isn't it? Outrageous. It's not that is Stan, your last pick of the draft. How are you going to My last pick of the draft. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. This is like, you have to go receive it here. You absolutely have to go receive it here. That's like the luck. Why? They just lost John Brown. They need number two receiver. They've got Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, they've also got um, this one. I don't trust Emmanuel Sanders. I don't trust Emmanuel Sanders at all. What's his name? Or corner. Do you not think those are needs? I don't trust Emmanuel Sanders. Who's the I think... guy in the slot that they have? Co- Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. He played really well last season. Yeah, he did yeah, play yeah. really well last Still year. Cole you, Beasley, play... you need three receivers, like, and he's a slot guy. You got Diggs playing your ex. I want someone to go and play. Do you need it as much as you might need a interior defensive lineman or an edge? Not interior. To be fair, I don't disagree with it because thinking about it, it's not like they have a consistent tight end to be their 
Exactly. We also yeah. need two cornerbacks. I don't hate the receiver. They've got Levi Wallace. Yeah, see, look, I think we could get an edge. Like, if I was going to go edge rusher here, I'd go, I'd go Jason Owe or Joe Tryon here. And cornerback wise, you got Greg Newsom, you know, Greg Newsom, Eric Stokes, Fat, um, what's called good. Bossman Fat, Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> Look at his face. Yeah, that that would a, be a brilliant pick. So. A, honestly, it's not going to happen, but it would be a brilliant pick. I'm going for one of my top one of my top five receivers here. Die Army Brown, North Carolina, plug and play straight away. Absolutely like ridiculous talent. Like his production numbers would have been so much higher any other college because of the fact that the ball's being handed off a lot. They got spread offense yeah. the like a lot of a lot of receivers get touches essentially there's lots of manufactured touch as well because it's like an it's an old school air raid scheme so diami brown for me slots right in there and he's going to have a similar year to the year that john brown had last year with the bills and the year before that when he was there which is just solid number two perhaps he sneaks up and has a 1k yard season as well which is even more likely with the lengthened season did anybody else think about potentially um, running back here as well? After no, disappointing. I mean, they've got nope, nope, their nope. guys aren't great. Yeah, Marcel Singletary. There's so many definitely guys serviceable and definitely not worth taking a first round pick. I would say Javonta Williams is on the board. Um, and not as a first. I, don't, and I think he's better than. Yeah, I but, think he's better than ETN, but I wouldn't take him in the first personally. Yeah, true. And yeah. especially because they're that close to sort of the Super Bowl appearance that you need to fill yeah. out the needs more. Yeah, that's true. It was just interesting. I, I, I think you don't, that would only be the case if they'd fallen in love with Travis Etienne or someone like that. But true. yeah, just a thought. We will All find right, out which, tonight. We will, which leaves me with my last pick again with the Baltimore Ravens. And I was actually all locked in, ready to go with Jason Owen. Okay. And then I heard you almost take him and my backup was the same as your backup, Tryon. Yeah, but just remembering that game when they had about four fumble snaps. <laughs> That's a good point. That I'm yeah. very point. tempted to go with Dickerson here. Yeah, you got Pro Bowl centre. He's he's gonna be mad for their run game as well, isn't he? Joe's. I don't I can't tell if you're. I, angry. I don't know if Joe's angry with that or. I don't know, if he he knows. I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah, I think it will. I mean, so much of the Ravens is based on that run game. Yeah, they brought in Kevin Zeitler who sorts the hole out that Marshall Yonder left after he retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, let's that's, that's, um, that's bring in Dickerson. You're looking at him. My question for that. that is, why? Centre isn't as important of a need as much as our right tackle position, which is now that's completely fair. open with Orlando. Yeah, Brown. when you had last season. gone with a right tackle? Um, potentially Leatherwood. That, or that was that's my view that none of those guys I think worthy of that. I think Dickerson's all pro waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. We, we all said it was throwing like last season. Like that, that yeah, strikes you lost the game because of that. Yeah, I'd love for you guys to get Cosme or Liam Eikenberg in the second. Personally, not sure they got all the way. They may have to trade up. The final real holes. No, no, I won't. I'm running back is because you've very effective as a pair, Buccaneers. I think personally, this is a complete luxury pick for me. And there's a few schools of thought down. Um, so 
some people think that the, the box could potentially get a, a backup QB to sit behind for a few years. So I'm personally not into that thought. I think they're kind of all in on Brady. Um, yeah. They're all in on building around Brady. And when Brady beats to be honest, yeah, you, you might win the Super Bowl, but you just take a of One of the areas I think really shined for them last year was Alan Winfield Jr. at safety. It could potentially and I'm just going to be like that. We go with it. I'm going to go for Richie Grant. I think he's one of the most experienced safeties coming into this draft. You're looking at look at him at him on film. He's quite athletic. He's not only good in box coverage, but he's really good in football. And I think that definitely uh, yeah. it is a bit of a luxury pick. Like I said, it's not exactly the strongest draft, but I think there's not really many other holes on this team. They've managed to re- retain. They just brought everyone back. Their whole yeah. Super Bowl. They kind of can afford to just. Guy they like it was really good and maybe Elijah Molden. Um, recently, I've been looking at some tape and I just really like obviously Elijah Molden has played most of the time in that. At Washington, it's quite a weird system, he is basically doing what a safety would do in the NFL anyway. But I think Richie Grant is a more safety um is yeah and, and if, you, if you're on a team that's looking to win again now you don't want to have to wait for someone to develop yeah so, i think honestly you grant up to my safety number one above mo Riggs, so i i'd be very happy to sort of take a punt on him here i think it's a luxury pick like i said but it, it's should we recap the picks? Let's do it. Should we have a look? You've got it up on your board. Let's go with it. All right. So my, my audio is a bit choppy here. So let me know and you guys can continue going. But so number one, is it fine over your end? We're Wi Fi. All right. Cool. So number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Zach Wilson. Number three, San Francisco 49ers take Justin Fields. Number four, the Falcons take Pitts. Five, the Bengals take Sewell. Six, the Dolphins take Jamar Chase. Seven, the Detroit Lions take Devonta Smith. Eight, the Carolina Panthers take Jalen Waddell. Nine, the Broncos nab Lance. At number 10, it's Caleb Farley for the Cowboys. 11, the Giants take... Interesting, like we said about... We mentioned it before with how surprised we were that Michael Parsons fell so hard. Is there anyone else that you'd sort of... Just potentially... In the actual thing, because someone will trade up for him. So we saw those Panthers in Denver pick. I think they'd like to trade back, and someone will the Falcons him. also could trade. Back. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. With, with that, Mac Jones. We've seen it so many times. Like a bunch of quarterbacks go early, and everyone panics and starts yes. starts trading up. Um, Michael Parsons, like we said, is, is is a big surprise. Completely out uh, so far down the list. I mean, we can keep going with that. But how much of that do you think? And I mean, as, as you've said before, as well as Dan, like I guess it was, it was good last year, but he wasn't Michael Parsons. 
my passes is quite similar to Isaiah Simmons. In Bill. Not coverage. Yeah, I don't think it's good. The fact that Simmons didn't even see Simmons like excel Exactly, which was sort of... Simmons is miles above Parsons. I don't think they're very close in terms of their abilities as football players. Simmons is basically a better Parsons at this point. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, we saw what Simmons could do in college. Simmons could actually play linebacker. Simmons could actually play in the slot. Simmons could play safety. Uh, the only cons- I think that's what Matt was saying, that in terms yeah. of athletic build, they're very similar, but Simmons is... Exactly. Yeah, so Simmons is miles above. Which is why with us here, like, they know who's going to play very well. Uber aggressive with him. True. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, the rest of the Sorry. So the rest of the picks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So where where we stopped last time? Through to thirteen. We got through to th- like seven. Do you say seven through to thirteen? Sorry, my audio is. Re- I'm restructuring my audio here. You know what? I think it's our our internet's breaking up. To be honest with you, mate. Okay, fair play. I was going to say I've got my I've got my stuff sorted out here. So um, ten. Do you say t- so? Ten to thirteen, yeah. Thirty-two. Just finish it off, mate. Just take yeah. Go home. go through. Go take through to the home. end, Danny boy. Okay, so Philadelphia Eagles take J.C. Horn, the cornerback, out of South Carolina. Chargers take Pat Sertain, the second. Minnesota Vikings at fourteen take Elijah Vera Tucker. At fifteen, the Patriots grab their heir apparent Tom Brady, Mac Jones. At sixteen. The Cardinals unfortunately take Christian Barmore. At 17, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders take Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. The Dolphins are next up, and they're going to take Jalen Phillips, Ed Rusher out of Miami. At 19, the Washington football team taking Christian Darasaw. At number 20, Tevin Jenkins goes to the Bears. Number 20, the Colts are going to pick Rashad Bateman. Number 22, the Tennessee Titans get a steal of Jeremiah Rusi Koromoa. They're having fallen to 22. 23, again, considerably what could be considered as a steal. Quitty pay at 23 to the New York Jets. Steelers get their running back in Nardi Harris at 24. Maybe a bit of a reach, but nevertheless, the safety position is now filled for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 25. Mm-hmm. Browns get their run game secured at 26 with Nick, Nick Bolton. Ravens finally get a receiver who can win contested catches in Terrace Marshall Jr. at 27. And number hey. 28, Micah Parsons slides to the Saints. Number 29, the Green Bay Packers finally draft a first-round receiver. Number 30, the Buffalo Bills take Diami Brown to fill in John Brown's shoes. And number 31, Baltimore's take Landon Dixon, who will fill in at centre. And at 32, finally, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Richie Grant, who will fit into their Super Bowl-winning secondary. There we go. It's an interesting draft we've had, boys. It's weird. I don't know how it's going to... Gonna look nothing like the real thing. There'll be a lot more trades in the real thing, to be honest. That's true, which is why our draft bingo that we that we championed last season, and um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be playing it again this season as well, no doubt. Will we? We got to organise that in the next yes. three hours. Yes, we do have to play <laughs> draft bingo. In that case, then check all of our social medias because we'll be probably putting it up there. Because once Matt creates it, he'll be putting it up. So yeah. if it's not up there. It's Matt's fault. So that's they've been along the bottom of the screen the whole day long. So it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Dropback. Our website, thedropback.com. We've got plenty of articles on there. So make sure you check them all out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I mean, it's been an absolute buzz doing this. Yeah. Oh, it's been great fun. Just, 
Shout we'll out to be Brit back Balling every guys Thursday as well. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Brit Balling, thanks for having us. The host will be here again next Thursday, provided they didn't see it and absolutely hate it. So <laughs> fingers crossed. If you didn't catch the whole thing, it will be released as a podcast tomorrow morning. So make sure you catch that. You can compare it to the real thing then. Yeah, exactly. You can see how Which one right do you prefer? Were. But podcast yeah. or live stream? I quite like a live stream, being able to have like live questions and all of that. I, I really yeah, like that. Yeah, fun. And thanks to everyone that's put in the questions as well. It's nice yeah. to engage yeah. with people. It's awesome to engage with people. It's nice to knowing that people are actually listening than yeah. just recording to a screen. Yeah, because I have a not so. But that's, I think that's time to wrap it up tonight. Make sure you do enjoy the draft tonight. Mm. I'll send yeah. us any DMs if you've got any questions or reactions to anything. They're we'll be up. Watch me. We I've will be Sam. up. I've been Matt. I've been Joe. And I've been Stan. See you next week. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson.